This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So I just moved to a new neighborhood in Chicago, and when I did my apartment search, I thought a lot about walkability. Are the sidewalks and streets paved well so folks can physically walk and commute safely? How far would I have to travel for basic essentials, for entertainment? In Chicago, finding a walkable neighborhood is easy in some areas, and in others, it's basically impossible especially compared to what Naomi Davis had when she was a kid. I grew up in beautiful St. Albans, Queens. The it takes a village mentality was potent and her neighbors were always investing back into the neighborhood. Neighbors really could walk to work, walk to shop, walk to learn, walk to play. And those neighbor dollars did circulate within the community. Today, by stark contrast, there's extraordinary retail bleed from our neighborhoods. We get our paychecks and that money in the next several hours is on its way for good out of the neighborhood. Naomi is the CEO of Blacks in Green, a local nonprofit that focuses on environmental justice in Black communities. They recently launched a website to help Illinois residents have a say in the energy decisions that directly affect them. And a part of their mission is more of what Naomi calls the sustainable square mile. So those walkable, thriving communities she talked about, but with a major focus on combating climate change. When Naomi moved to Chicago several years ago, she started to see some of the places where more of that sustainable square mile model is needed especially in places where Black folks live, including her own neighborhood. I live in one such stronghold now, uh, West Woodlawn, which is the home community of Emmett and Mamie Till Mobley, uh, the home community of uh, Lorraine Hansbury, um, the home community of uh, internationally renowned sculptor Richard Hunt, and many others who just represented the glory of our you know, of our creativity, our work ethic, our strength, our courage and our genius. Yeah, we are um, at Blacks and Green. Fully dedicated to amplifying the great migration triumph and to building a momentum that allows us to, with the work that we do, contribute to the transformation of our communities inside of our heads and also on the ground that we are prosperous and we are beautiful and we're not those other things mm. that we're called. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, tell me, you, you started talking about where you live now in Chicago, and I really want to hear about you first moving to the city. What did you see that made you want to hearken back to that space you grew up in in St. Albans? Well, um, I was a child of the New York City subway system and anywhere I wanted to go, I could jump and Mm -hmm. be there, um, transfer, be in one of the five boroughs uh, across a 
lifetime of growing up with what felt like a complete access. Mm. So being here in Chicago, uh, which I've really uh, come to love and uh, consider my home, it was a transition for me into what I can now see in hindsight was a was sort of the Midwest, the middle way between um, the big city experience and the Southern roots mm. that I had come from. So I bought a home in January of 2022 where I planned to age in place. I love, love, love my neighborhood. Mm. I love the story of it. I love the, um, the roots of it. And, um, and it's my honor and my joy to contribute uh, to the renaissance of it. Wow. That, oh, that's, that's hitting me in the heart. I, I um, am looking forward to, to arriving at that place. You know, it's, it seems like such a beautiful feeling to know like, okay, I'm here. This is my yes. place. These are my people. This is where I belong and this is where I'll grow. Yeah. Um, so to your question way back then, before then, um, you know, what what is my part? What can I do um, to realize this type of sustainable square mile? What ha- what became, right, in your words, a sustainable uh-huh. square mile? Um, uh-huh. You launched and created Blacks and Green. And I wonder if you can introduce me to Blacks and Green. What is it that y'all do? Well... You know, we're a national network for environmental justice and economic development. We were created to close America's racial health wealth gap. We're using the new green economy to do that. And our whole system solution for the whole system problem common to black communities everywhere. And so it's really important for us to distinguish in our theory of change that we're doing some things differently. Number one, we're using a whole system approach. Uh, Number Mm -hmm. two, we have a very specific measure called the increase in household income, which is how we measure uh, and will be measuring going forward the success of our work. We're the authors of the Sustainable Square Mile System, which implements our eight principles of green village building. And that those eight principles are really all about how do we reinvent that walk to work, walk to shop, walk to learn, walk to play village where African-American neighbors own the businesses, own the land and live the conservation lifestyle. And so what do we say is the conservation lifestyle? We say that's when households and homesteads are, are producing their own energy, growing their own food, cleaning their own water and recycling their own waste. And in the process, we are working with our neighbors to build economies in energy, horticulture, housing, tourism, and waste. this year, Blacks and Green was awarded $10 million in federal grant funding to establish technical assistance centers across the Midwest over five years. Tell me more about the places that this covers and what that technical assistance looks like. Absolutely. Well, we are um, Region 5 of the EPA, 
We are Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, and Indiana. And, and EPA was are, the entity that that awarded that grant. That's right. Yes. Well, the Environmental Protection Agency, in collaboration with the Department of Energy. Gotcha. So it's blended money, and it is uh, a, a a dual accountability that we that we carry. But the but the services mm-hmm. we uh, wrote into our proposal this idea for us of the thriving community is the sustainable square mile where we're implementing principles of green village building. And we're also offering an open source access to our energy justice portfolio. What does that mean? That means we're building a a village scale microgrid, clean energy, affordable, flexible energy owned by the community, um, managed by the community and um, excluding at this point in our history and our future, those fossil fuel sources that uh, we we understand are being um, eliminated as we go through fuel shifting, decarbonization, electrification, many different names for different aspects of that work, but the bottom line is the same. We're cleaning up the air of the toxicities associated with carbon pollution and we are creating uh, new systems in their place. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, a platform that Blacks and Green recently launched, Community Voices in Energy. Oh, yeah. Launched in October. Congratulations. Love it. <laughs> um, what does the platform do? The platform recruits, trains, stipends, and publishes um, the experience and expertise of the communities and the households which occupy those communities in a way that the Illinois Commerce Commission Uh, which is what we call our Illinois PUC or Public Utility Commission, um, so that there uh, can be at long last, after a hundred years of extreme imbalance Mm. uh, in the rulemaking there, that there can begin to be balanced um, honor of the needs of the uh, of the um, businesses and households in Black, uh, Brown, and other um, overlooked uh, communities, mm-hmm. the opportunity to have not only uh, Black and Brown experts, and when I say experts, I mean people knowledgeable in the law, the technology, and the industry. Um, but uh, really elevating lived experience uh, mm. to its rightful place yes. in the, the decision-making uh, spectrum. And so with community voices and energy, you were saying this is, this is a way for those experts of all, all, of all types of expertise, right? Experiential mm-hmm. and, and uh, in practice and in education um, mm-hmm. to do what? to go on the record at uh, in um, cases, uh, let's say a rate case, which is when a utility will bring 
a pleading forward saying that here are the plethora of reasons we have for increasing the cost of energy to the ratepayers, to the customers, to the households, the families. We have a tool, we have a pipeline for building up that community voice. There are some of us, right? We live in one of the many places in Chicago that have yet to realize this type of sustainable square mile model Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you and everyone who works with and partners with BIG um, is working on. And in our cases, right, those of us who, who, you know, are not in the most walkable places, what advice do you have for a person who still wants to build community, who wants to reduce their carbon footprint, wants to play an active role in in economic development in their area? Well, my only answer can be to reach out to Blacks and Green because it's not that other organizations aren't doing tremendous work in energy or in education or in wealth building. It's that... um, our theory of change and the innovation that we bring is the holism Mm. of the approach Mm -hmm. and the focus on the metric, the success metric of increasing household income at the same time using uh, the new green economy. So we're not doing it by, you know, bringing a, Amazon delivery plant to the neighborhood. There's a lot of things that have masqueraded for economic development that never have Mm. a positive impact on the health and wealth of the people in those areas. Talk about it. Our everyday extraordinary neighbors do not have the bandwidth or the awareness most of the times of what are the levers and dials behind the veil that are making their lives look the way that they look. So um, to to your question, it's our honor and it's my calling and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing with my life than serving those people, those community leaders, those places uh, with the sustainable square mile system. And we have an increasing amount of funding and more uh, that we're, beating doors for every day um, because we need uh, the capacity. We're looking uh, at 60 sustainable square miles across the city of Chicago and and uh, and 10,000 across the country. We're not playing small. That's why we're telling everybody. Naomi Davis is the founder and CEO of Blacks in Green. Naomi, thank you. Thank you so much. To learn more about Blacks and Green, go ahead to blacksingreen.org. And if you want to check out the Community Voices website they just launched, go to communityvoicesinenergy.org. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. Did this episode inspire you? Get you thinking about other things you want to learn about? 
Email your thoughts, questions, and what you want to hear to therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.